Welcome to the Phoenix Infidelity Podcast, the podcast for betrayed men by betrayed men. Here we shed light on the topic of infidelity from a first-hand experience as well as from a professional counseling perspective. If you would like more information on how to book a one-on-one counseling session, just send us an email to info at phoenixinfidelity.com. In today's conversation, we discuss strategies on how to deal with the feelings of anger and revenge felt towards the affair partner. We talk about whether confrontation is a good idea and how to let go of the perceived injustice of betrayal. We also talk about the inevitable negative effects that anger has on one's health and hopefully manage to motivate our listeners to begin releasing the people that have hurt them, however difficult that might be. Ready? We've got work to do. So Onford, in today's conversation, we're going to talk a lot about the emotion anger. Um, one of those stages of the Kubler-Ross model that one has to work through when it comes to a trauma. And, you know, first of all, I'd like to share uh, a story or two to set this up and then you can respond and tell me what, um, what your thoughts are. I remember in the initial stages, I came across this woman on YouTube, she's called Lisa Ahrens. I think that's how you pronounce it, Lisa Ahrens. I'd actually love to talk to her someday. And she had this short video clip talking about how you really, on a visceral level, you want the universe to settle the score on your behalf, right? And, 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 and sort of reset the scales. And at some point, you just realize that it's not going to happen. And you just accept the fact that you've been betrayed and it's been unjust. And it's not your role to, um, to, enter, into, to enter into the role of a judge and condemn. So that's, that was a tough video to watch because holding on to this idea of obtaining justice at some time, you know, justice being served is such an important aspect to me. And maybe it's just my personality. And I had to just let that go. So I want to thank Lisa Ahrens, uh, (laughs) sending some love into the universe for that little video, because that started my journey of of releasing. So that's the first story I want to share. I don't know if you want to maybe respond to that. And, um, Let's take it from there. I think it's really normal that anybody who's in a position where they've been betrayed, that they would be angry. And we've probably talked about this a few times before. It's so normal to be angry at injustice. And that's not something that is unique to any particular person. It's it's just a universal thing because we live in a moral universe where we know that if we do wrong, then we're probably going to get punished. And if somebody does wrong, we want them to be punished because we want justice. And so it's so normal to get angry when injustice is done. And it's a real journey to process all of that. Um, The anger is normal, but yet you don't want the anger stuck in your soul where it creates just future unhappiness for yourself and perhaps your 
um, your relationship, the next relationship that you go into, or the relationship that you're still in because you decided to, you were able to reconcile. So you have to get to a place of acceptance and forgiveness. And I don't think anybody should feel guilty for being angry and wanting revenge because that's so normal. Yeah, that was um, that was a big part of the journey, and it's been three years. I have to be honest that I'm still working through um, moments of um, abrupt, you know, emotional triggers that bring those uh, feelings of seeking justice or seeking vengeance that bring those emotions to the forefront. So I want to encourage guys to, you know, notice that it takes time. Um, if you missed the episode on how to deal with trauma, I recommend that you go back through our archives and and listen to that one because it's jam-packed with advice and understanding about how to work through trauma and really what trauma is. So on that note, I want to share another story. About a year and a half or two years in, I had a conversation with a girlfriend at that moment and there was a misunderstanding also perhaps due to the fact that I'm not a Spanish speaker and she her English wasn't great. And what she communicated, what I heard her say is, that's why you pushed your wife into the hands of this other man. So those words triggered a, a fight and flight response as if I had just heard that my wife had cheated on me it, it it took me right back to that initial moment of there's someone else like the the exact same emotion that i felt just those words now she later explained to me that's not what she meant she meant to say that in my ex's my ex-wife's mind what i did pushed her into the arms of another man but it took me about three days just to get back to something resembling a baseline in terms of my emotional state and then I contracted this stupid stomach virus that normally one would work through in a few days and by week number two lying in my bed with intense stomach cramps to the point that I, I I couldn't do anything else but just lie in the fetal position. Um, and I was in that in those moments, I was ruminating on the situation. I, I can almost audibly hear Les Brown saying, you know, these people that you hate so much that aren't even thinking about you, these emotions that you feel are killing you. And it's it's creating a toxic environment inside your body. And I realized, I, I connected the dots and I realized that this is not coincidence. The fact that I'm lying on my back, victim to a stupid stomach virus that my immune system can't fight off. It's no coincidence that I just had this massively negative traumatic experience in terms of negative emotions that arose um, prior to this virus and I just realized that I'm gonna have to let this go because 
I think it's going to kill me. So I don't know if you want to speak to that. Yeah, it's a very powerful story and just represents the power of anger and resentment on our bodies. And it just is a guide for us really to recognize that revenge while being very normal, anger being very normal, they don't actually benefit us in the long run if we don't learn to let them go. And I'm always needing to be very sensitive to people who are just at the beginning of this journey. We're, we're, not, we're not expecting you to be letting go at this stage. At this stage, you're still struggling. You're still having a hard time even coming to terms with what happened. But as we get a little bit longer in our journey, we start realizing that keeping the anger and, and having a desire for revenge continually actually isn't very helpful for us. It's quite normal in the beginning and you probably want to punch the affair partner in the face if that's the kind of person that you are that makes sense or you know slash their tires or something like that that's that's very normal but if you're still holding on to that months later then you you'll have a similar experience to to what Tian what you had there yeah so the physical pain of I, I can't really express how much pain this stupid stomach virus caused me um but the physical pain was a great motivator to start letting go start releasing in one of our conversations we talked about the difference between forgiving and releasing and that was to me a pinnacle moment of releasing these people that i felt like physically felt had a hold on me um interesting studies related to what I'm what we are discussing is a study done by Kegelt Glaser et al in 2002 about how negative emotions affect the immune system and another study done by J.E. Williams the findings there showed that individuals with higher levels of anger and anger proneness had an increased risk of developing coronary heart disease over time. So, I mean, if those two motivators aren't enough for you to process or try and process, work through the anger and release, I don't really know what is because at the end of the day, it's your health. And, um, you know, dying from a heart attack because I hate someone doesn't seem like a good strategy. It doesn't seem like a good version of your life playing out no absolutely i think you said it beautifully it's it's not worth it it's not worth being unhappy and angry at somebody else when you could actually live a life with peace and and happiness uh, it's just not worth it yeah now that being said in theory it's great but i've been through it and i'm still working through it as i said at the beginning of this conversation it's three years later and I still find myself sometimes in the supermarket having a bad day thinking if I run into this guy now, I'm going to take his fucking head off. And I think, oh, I just got to, you know, I, I got to breathe. So in the again, in the episode that we talked about trauma, the importance of breathing, the importance of meditation. Um, I'll share another story is about a year into the... Um, finding out about the affair i rode my bicycle past a restaurant on the way to the supermarket and i saw 
him sitting with someone else, with a friend or a colleague. And I just, it, it ripped me right back into all of the negative emotions of revenge and anger and, and helplessness. Um, and I thought, I'm going to run into the supermarket, get what I need to get, and I'm going to confront this guy, and I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, again, talking about broker's area, shutting off, can't really think, can't find words, the prefrontal cortex is shutting down, I don't even know what I came to buy in the in the supermarket. And it's, it's, it's amazing because thinking about this now still brings up so much emotion. And, you know, I, I calmed down and I, I reminded myself of, uh, um, I think it's attributed to Marcus Aurelius, I don't think anybody really knows who said it, but I can imagine Marcus Aurelius saying something like this. It's like everything you react to, you amplify. And I just kept saying that to myself, like everything you react to, you amplify. So I sort of calmed myself down and I just rode past him on the way home and... um yeah, I guess I took the high road because what you don't want is you don't want to go to jail. So that's also not a great strategy. Um, you know, in society today, you will be punished legally for physically um, attacking attacking somebody. So, um, you know, just to my point is in theory it sounds great but as you just realized it's not that easy to just work through all of these emotions um, and all of these feelings of vengeance and hoping that someday you know justice will be served um yeah so yeah i think it's it just shows the power of betrayal and how that can really hurt the fact that here you are many years later and it's still touching your heart so tremendously as you remember it and i'm so sorry that you actually went through that because it's something that nobody should go through nobody should be betrayed that's not the design that's not the way it should be and i see your pain and it's yeah it's hectic it's hard it's hard for sure yeah so i mean i don't know what other guy's situation is on in my case it was my best friend and mentor at that stage so it was like a double betrayal for me and um what i needed to do was let go of a lot of hatred and something that was amazingly therapeutic for me in those first few months was martial arts and getting a chance to physically express that anger in a controlled environment. Um, I would highly recommend that guys do that. It was <laughs> a two-weekly therapy session of Krav Maga and, you know, hitting the shit out of everything and everybody around me. It was, it was one of the best things that I think I could have done. Um, so I would recommend working through anger at the beginning stages that guys take on 
some physical activity in the form of martial arts and lifting weights. Um, you know, I've made a few notes here and we can definitely revisit and circle back to these points when we talk about self-development. But in my opinion, it's not an option. Going to the gym, lifting weights and engaging in rough play um, in the form of martial arts is just not an option. If you're a guy and you've been cheated on, if you've already been doing these things, great for you. But you got to get into the gym. This is a key step in the hero's journey. You know, um, we're going to talk about Jungian psychology and how to how to get from the boy psychology to the higher masculine archetypes and working through the hero's journey up until um, the warrior. So this is part of your initiation process in which the old you has to die. With every added repetition, you break loose from the weaker self that you were a week ago. Um, adding to this point is the importance of a strong male mentor during that rough play. Um, and this is also, this taps into this initiation process of somebody, a, a, a wise mentor um, that knows what your limits are physically, that guides you through this process, um, is a catalyst for the rebirth and you know the the warrior inside you that's developing the the importance of pushing yourself and finding out what your limits are is not an option and the importance of taking control over the few things that you actually have control over is not an option and physical ability is one of the few things that you can control so before i give you a chance to respond I'd just like to end my little rant <laughs> with a quote from Seneca that said you are arranging what lies in fortune's control and abandoning what lies in yours what are you looking at to what goal are you straining the whole future lies in uncertainty live immediately so I started arranging what lies in my control in the book I talk about how I replaced our memories our photos of all our travels with stoic quotes and this was one of the quotes that i put up there and confronted myself with every morning i think it's such a good idea to get into the gym to pumps push some weights pump some weights run on the treadmill even go out for a run if you can but definitely getting into a physical class where you're either doing karate, kung fu, boxing, something like that, where you are doing something really physical and physically straining and just letting out some anger and frustration in a controlled way is definitely very helpful. I, I also think that, you know, while you're still, you know, planning to get to the gym, it's, it's so important to rather go into the bedroom, kneel by your bed and just bash that mattress with both arms and scream in the process especially when you're really at the beginning of your journey to to get the anger out there's so much anger that one has and just kneeling by that bed and bashing that bed with all your might is is so helpful it makes you tired it's what you need it's it's 
uh, a normal response to the fight response. I mean, the fight response that we have, and most men, when they're in this kind of situation, would want to fight. They want to beat someone. They want to hit someone. And we we said revenge is, is really not a good idea. But you don't know when you're going to get to that gym I suggest go into a room, bash that bed, bash it with all your might. Just if you do that for one minute, one minute of bashing, hitting up, just hitting your your mattress with your arms, you'll find that that's really quite helpful. And if you can add screaming, all the better. Sometimes you can't scream in the house because of kids and things like that. But then go into the car, close all the windows and just scream. The car is nice and um, insulated. No one can hear you. And I think that's that's what we need to do to get that anger out. That anger is so normal. But we don't want it stuck inside us. We want it out. And so, yeah, exercise, pushing weights, running, um, and definitely something that involves physical, um, you know, f- physical, e- even playing rugby perhaps uh, or something like that. I suppose soccer, but rugby is probably <laughs> a better one if you can't, if you don't do martial arts or anything like that or boxing. In the book, I talk about... Ethan, six months into the healing, and it's like nothing has changed. He gets triggered. He goes to the bedroom and he starts hitting, like you say, the mattress and the and the pillow, and starts screaming. And you know, it's not. It's almost automatic. I guess if you're a guy, you're going to more often than not, you're going to want to revert to that expression that physical expression of anger and yeah i would just encourage guys to let it out Um, that's why if you're in an environment where you can hit stuff like in in a boxing in a boxing gym for example i think that's first prize um okay so now let's get back to how one confronts the affair partner if at all So in my case, like I just explained, I had the opportunity to confront him physically after infidelity. Now, this is interesting because in the book I talk about how I confronted him prior to the affair. I talk about the scene in Ryan's kitchen where Ethan confronts him and says, listen, I'm picking up a sexual energy between you and my wife. And I just want to warn you guys, because he's actually talking to Lisa and Ryan. And, you know, telling them that, listen, there are things at stake here. And Ryan sort of brushes it off because they have a quick conversation. And um, he tells him not to worry. And he ends it off with saying, it's just, it's a game. It's a game. (laughs) And you could see where Ryan stands morally with the phrase like, it's just a game, right? But um, do you think I made a mistake by confronting them? Because there's, again, the Romeo and Juliet effect that we touched on of me sort of pushing them into one another's arms by telling them, this is taboo, you can't do this. Um Do you think I should have done it earlier? Maybe that evening that I saw Ryan put his hand on Lisa's hip. Uh, Do you think Ethan should have walked up to Ryan and smacked his hand off of Lisa's hip and say, listen, you touch my wife again. I'm going to throw you into the street. Uh, Or do you think the better 
option is to say nothing. Maybe just talk to your spouse about it. Say, listen, I'm picking up vibes and yeah, I don't understand what's going on. What do you think? Yeah, those are good questions. I think it obviously does depend on the nature of the relationship between yourself and the affair partner. In this situation, you could see that there was something happening and I think it's best to address it as soon as possible, as soon as you see it. And I think it's fine to address it with the person as well. Uh, If you have that kind of relationship where you say, hey, dude, I saw your hand on my wife's leg. What's all that about? You know, just rather focus on your own relationship or find someone else just to to do that very casually but yet with a bit of firmness and and then obviously speak to your wife and and say that i saw this but very often we we don't um we don't know that there's anything going on we only hear about it afterwards and the question is to how to respond to the affair partner. It's it's a good question because we said that there's anger. We said that you probably want to take revenge. That's very normal. But actually, the best is to to kind of not do anything, especially confronting that person, because ideally what you want is you want them to respond appropriately. You want them to say, hey, dude, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. Please, can you forgive me? I can totally imagine that you must be absolutely distraught. I I am so sorry for hurting you. I mean, that's just totally inappropriate and totally wrong. Please, could you forgive me? That's what you'd like the person to say. But he's not going to say that. He's going to make some kind of defense. He's going to maybe play it down. He's going to pretend he doesn't know what you're talking about. And so in the end, you're really wasting your energy. You're wasting all the energy that you've built up, uh, that that you've used to uh, get yourself to go and confront him. You've prepared this whole speech. And all of that is wasted because instead of the guy giving you a decent uh, hearing and and. Uh, empathy and apology he ends up trying to defend himself or downplay it and so that's not really what you want so it's just a total waste now you're angrier than you were before you're even more upset you hate him even more it's even more negative energy it's just not worth it it's better to deal with this with your partner with your spouse and with your counselor instead of trying to confront a guy that is in all likelihood not going to give you the healing response which you rightfully deserve which is empathy apology hearing acknowledging validating you yeah i really think that's excellent advice because that's what you need and he's not going to give that to you um exactly i came across this website marriagecounselingselfhelp.com and here they talk about the idea of confronting the affair partner not being conducive to the healing process just because he should not be considered as an important variable from from a leading and a masculine perspective you shouldn't even draw him into the triangle um now this is specifically talking about in the moment where the affair is still happening Um, maybe you have this idea of driving to his house and telling him, listen, it's over. You and my wife are not seeing one another anymore. Um, On this website, they suggest you don't do that because first of all, you're giving your power away. You don't have control over what this guy is feeling and thinking. And also, 
your wife or partner needs to make the decision to break it off in order for you to move forward, heal properly and trust her again. So if you're taking the lead and ending it, that gives you no confidence that she would have the discipline to, um, to do that in the future and to, you know, to break off something yeah, before it escalates um, to something deeper if you, if you decide to move forward. So yeah, I'm I guess we're saying that in no scenario is it a good idea to confront the affair partner unless, as you say, it's very early and it's sort of just a warning, like the warning that Ethan sent out stating we should all be careful. Yeah, good point. I think that it's it's good to say something to the potential affair partner because sometimes just that confrontation or that kind of awareness warning makes the other person think twice. Obviously, there's no guarantees. So, yeah, our point stands that it's a good idea to say something right in the beginning. But once it's happened, there's there's no value and you really want your partner, your your wife to make the decision and to contact the affair partner and to say, we're done, it's over. And you don't want to get involved because as we said, it's you're giving your power away. In all probability, you're not going to get the response you, you want, you'd like. In the ideal world, the guy would end up sending you a note or a letter or phoning you to apologize and to say, hey, I owe you an apology. I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, that very rarely happens. Um, but that would would have been great if that kind of thing did happen in, instead. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, Ryan did send Ethan a WhatsApp, <laughs> um, which he didn't open. And at that stage, it was raw emotion. And, you know, Ethan just felt that he wasn't really going to spend any more energy on this supposed friend that had um, unveiled himself as a betrayer and a coward. So, I mean, there's no really, there's no way moving forward. Um, and there's no way of re reconciling a friendship that has been betrayed on that level. So, you know, I just felt um, it's not even worth opening the message so, yeah, I guess there is a sense of remorse shown from Ryan's side, but it's it's a little too late. So let's move on to this idea of taking revenge. When is it okay to take revenge, if at all? What would your advice be? Because if you're a guy, you know, 2,000 years ago, it would have been so easy to gouge this guy's eyes out without a qualm and... Um, you know, make a statement, move forward. We don't live in that type of society anymore. And now you have to just let it go. So what do, what do we do? Anfred? Yeah, I mean, good point. I think it's even between two and 300 years ago, you could still challenge someone to a duel in a situation like this, either with pistols or with swords. And, you know, you could fight it out. And probably... <laughs> couple of decades ago you could even still fight it out challenge someone to to a fight in the in the gym or something like that 
but these days we don't yeah we we just don't live like that anymore um perhaps the kind of movies that some people watch this kind of thing would be would be happening all the time but actually most of us are not skilled fighters and it's not going to make sense to challenge someone and to go and confront them because as I said, you may not be able to take revenge. I mean, you might be able to go slash his tires or bash his windscreen in or do something. But in the end, that would be illegal. And if you're caught, you know, there's fines to pay. It's just not worth it. So revenge is not something that we recommend these days. We're actually saying it's not even worth uh, confronting the person because you're not going to get the kind of response that you deserve to get, which is remorseful and apologetic. So, yeah, Revenge, as far as we're, we're, we're concerned, we don't recommend that at all. While it's normal, we don't recommend that you do it. The primal urge to take revenge is super strong. But if I can direct our listeners to some studies done, as always, I'll post these in the comments section. And it's all about the escalation of conflict. And it consistently shows that seeking revenge tends to escalate the conflict and perpetuate a cycle of retaliation. Now, again, if that's not a good motivator to just let it go, I don't know what is, because at the end of the day, as soon as you take that step, you can almost invariably expect retaliation, either from the recipient himself or family members on his behalf. So it's like you kill him, his brother kills you, your brother kills his family, his family destroys your business. So it doesn't really make sense to start that negative cycle. I would say unless, and this is very rare, you truly have nothing to lose, which is almost never the case. Um, yeah, so... I don't know if you want to speak to that before I just mention my personal strategy of how I think about revenge. Oh, I think that you've made excellent points, and that is that revenge just ends up escalating conflict. And at this point in your life, you actually don't need more conflict. You might want more conflict momentarily because you want revenge, which is understandable. But you, what you really need is peace. You need peace. You need healing. You don't need conflict. You know, I'd love to find the statistics about how many men are killed because of infidelity. You know, I can't seem to find a good statistic on that. But I'm betting it's not zero. So just for the, for the guys thinking about entering into adultery, um, maybe just keep that in the back of your mind because I'm fairly sure that it's a high risk factor. Um, but I watched... A video of Jocko Willink talking about what happens when somebody betrays you and what he says is you know you you process it you take a step back and you don't react because at an unconscious level the other guy knows he owes you it's like yeah you owe me now that that in itself is a massive weight to carry around and if I could share another story, I had a conversation with a friend that asked me, so if he walks in right now into this setting, we were sitting at a restaurant, what's your strategy? And I didn't have a good answer at that stage. I thought about it. And then that very night, I had a dream, a vivid dream of me just tearing this guy apart, right? 
But with every punch and every kick, he starts feeling better, he feels better, and I feel worse. Because he's getting what he knows he deserves. So the score is being settled and the psychological weight is being lifted. But I realize that it doesn't change a thing. It doesn't get me back in time and save my marriage. So it's futile. And I realized within the dream, almost in real time, I'm realizing that this is exactly what it would feel like to enter into physical combat with this guy. Um, and it's not going to help. It's just, it's not going to make me feel any better at the end of the day. He feels great because thank God now I don't owe you anything anymore. And I feel the same or worse because nothing has changed. And now I have, I don't know, bruised knuckles and I need to go to the hospital or, you know, I need to, I need to, I need to go to jail, which is really, as I said, a, a horrible strategy. So what do you think? Yeah, I think that's really looking at it from a, a different perspective, which helps us to kind of manage our own anger a little bit. To think about that, the fact that he, the other guy, is sitting with guilt already, and by you giving him justice, you're taking his guilt away because now he knows justice has been served. But you're feeling worse because you took revenge, and while you want revenge in those moments of anger, you know that actually revenge doesn't make you feel better and it hasn't changed the outcome. So, yeah, good point. I like that. Two more things that I would recommend that guys look into in these initial stages when anger is at, at its peak is meditation. Really learn how to focus yourself onto the present moment, which is something that we'll definitely tackle and talk about in depth. And also the philosophy of Stoicism um, that teaches one how to focus on the things that you can control and let go of the things that you can't. Yeah, I think that's really a great way of explaining it. And I think that can be very helpful. I would also um, add that one of the ways to deal with this is to is to actually feel your anger. Literally take time for yourself and feel the anger, feel the rage, feel the heat in your ears, feel the heart pumping, just feel your anger and go through the process not trying to pretend it doesn't exist, but rather feeling it so that when the time comes where you are may, maybe in a public space and you see the betrayed, the betraying partner, that you can uh, have been prepared and have dealt with your anger so that you don't explode in an irrational way. Another way of dealing with your anger is to write him a letter. Write him a letter, but this letter he doesn't receive because it's not his letter. It's your letter. It's your letter in which you tell him everything that's on your heart. You express your anger. You swear. You shout. You say everything that you feel, and you feel it deeply. And you don't give him the pleasure of reading that letter. It is your letter which you can burn up throw away tear up when you're ready but it just helps you to let go because you we, we all have a reservoir inside of us a reservoir of pain and anger and we don't want that reservoir to be full we want it empty and this 
event that you've been through, this betrayal, has created more pain and more anger. And so to empty that, you want to write some letters. One of my clients called them hate letters. They can be hate letters. You write your hate letters and you let your anger out in a controlled way so that you can be healed and whole and be able to get to let go sooner rather than later. That's great. I remember you giving me that advice. I wrote letters, plural, and I burnt those letters. And, you know, again, referring to our conversation about trauma and talking about the Pennebaker studies, this is such a key step to move through those initial stages of anger. So again, I want to thank you for that advice. Unfred. I think this was a great conversation. I hope our listeners um, got some great tips and strategies on how to deal with anger, how to think about revenge. And um, I'm sure that this is going to resurface in other conversations because, you know, like we've seen, it takes time to work through this. So thank you, Anfred. As always, I'll see you in the next one. It's been a pleasure. It's been great chatting with you. If you would like more information on how to book a one-on-one counseling session, just send us an email to info at phoenixinfidelity.com.